Today's podcast is sponsored by Springdale Automotive, the next generation in car care, locally owned, professionally operated, whatever you drive, we service. Domestic, Euro, hybrid, electric, classics, diesel. Springdale's classic car services include maintenance, repair, and diagnostics. Five convenient neighborhood locations. How may we be of service? Welcome to the Classic Car Corner Podcast. I'm Jason Painter, and co-hosting today is John Lockhart and Eric Benzel. And today we welcome John Ricketts, an old high school buddy of ours, who is going to talk about his Type 181, commonly known as the VW Thing, and his current automotive projects, such as the 1961 AMC Mighty Might, the 1984 AMC Jeep CJ7 Renegade, and a 91 YJ Wrangler. And John, uh, thanks for coming. Uh, we're certainly looking forward to hearing about your experiences of ownership of these cars. Let's start with the Mighty Might. Well, uh, that's the one that I, I'd say I've had the least amount of time. Okay. Um, it, it's, it, but it's been in my family the longest. Um, it is the rarest uh, Jeep, I think, that you'll find out there. In fact, most people don't even know what it looks like. Uh, it, it came to our family, probably, I say our family. My dad is a, a military vehicle collector. He has been since I was a kid. I was born into a family of military Jeeps, um, had the old uh, M38A1. Uh, we, we referred to her as Jessica. Okay. And, you know, we did everything with Jessica. And um, from that point, there's been at least one military vehicle in our family. The Mighty Might came to us because a gentleman down in Owensboro who played professional baseball uh, back in the days when you couldn't just play professional baseball. So most of those guys were, we're talking Jim Bunning days of baseball where, um, you know, they'd play professional ball for a season and then they'd come back home and farm or do whatever they did. Mm -hmm. They had, they had other jobs and he had a, uh, he had this Mighty Might, had bought it for his son. Um, thinking it would be something that they could do together. Um, it, it never really went anywhere and then um, uh, had, had advertised it in a military vehicle uh, uh, magazine, picked it up, uh, drove down there, towed it back, and it sat for, oh, close to 15 years uh, without really it, uh, any, any effort except uh, running it every now and again. And then uh, as a you know, tribute to my dad, um, Several years ago, uh, he and he's still with us. I don't don't want you to think that I did it. I did it uh, That's good. Thank but you. but as a tribute to my dad, he had always said I wanted to see it um, uh, fixed. Uh, con- contacted a gentleman up in Chillicothe, Ohio, who does nothing but mighty might restorations. Very cool. Yeah, and it you know it's a very very small world. There's only one or two people in you know the eastern half of the United States who have mighty might parts. Um, and you know, worked, worked it out with him where he did a, um, a, an amazing frame off restoration for me. Nice. I took, took every, uh, gasket, every grommet, every, um, you, you know, uh, nut bolt, whatever, and, and just completely restored it. So now it is in a, uh, off the line quality, uh, vehicle. Wow. I, I, um, am not that type of car owner really, to be honest with you, mm. um, I like vehicles that I can use and play with. Right. Uh, this is not that vehicle. I, I we it's been in a couple of shows, a couple of um, um, uh, parades, that sort of thing. Uh, but uh, I like to play with my toys, mm-hmm. and sure. um, you know that's not one that we really play with. But but if I could tell your audience a little bit about the Mighty Might, um, it's a fascinating story. Um, 
It, it was actually, uh, to call it a Jeep would be, to a purist, improper. Although you look at it and you say, oh, that's a Jeep. Um, it's in the Jeep family. Uh, and, and it probably would show up at a Jeep family reunion. Um, it's, it's <laughs> as really, a distant cousin. Right? As yeah, a very yeah. distant okay. cousin. Technically, it's not a Jeep. It's a Mighty Might. Uh, it was designed by uh, the same gentleman who gave us Jeeps, um, who I think worked for Bantam or whatever it was ba- way back in the day in the 40s. And, um, but originally, it was designed uh, for AMC before AMC had acquired Jeep. Okay. So it it really technically was not in the line of uh, commercially or, or the corporate Jeep name. Mm-hmm. And so it is a Mighty Might. Um, it's not a Jeep. And they only went into production really for two years and started off as the M422. And then the next year came out the A1, the M422A1. The difference between those two is about six inches. Okay. Um, <laughs> the... And it's one of the smallest um, uh, Jeeps you'll see out there. It's it's a cross between a um, very large ri- riding mower, okay, uh, <laughs> right, <laughs> and a Jeep. It's it's a teeny little Jeep. I mean, did they use those in the Korean War? I mean, they were intended to be. Um, I have to believe Vietnam, uh, Korean War, uh, Korea was fifty to fifty three time frame somewhere around there. So, you know, it's interesting uh, um, to <laughs> that question. I, I, I go down a rabbit hole with that. Mm-hmm. You can look at all of our military vehicles and understand the conflicts that, that developed them. You know, I mean, you look at the MRAP, for example, and you know that that was designed for IEDs and that sort of mm-hmm. thing. And you think about Afghanistan and Iraq, and, and that's <clears throat> the, the design of those vehicles, the function of them and their form follows the needs of the day. Um, the Mighty Might was in between, really. I mean, uh, we were in Vietnam when it was okay. made, um, but it was intended to be airdropped, <clears throat> and that's why it was a 1,700-pound so, vehicle. Wow. Okay. And, and so small. And so small. Yeah. And it, it's it's got a wheelbase of 71 inches. Uh, I mean, I think... Um, Wh- which I understand is two inches beefier than the smart car. Really? Just to let you know. Okay, I didn't know that. I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, there so, you go. Yeah. So, I mean... So, this was designed for the Marines. It was specifically su- for specifically the Marines. Specifically designed for the Marines, yes, sir. It it had... Um, it has an aluminum body on a steel frame, four-cylinder, air-cooled. Okay. Four, yep. V4. Okay. V4. Okay. V4. <clears throat> and um, it's putting out a whopping 55 horsepower. Okay. Um, and it's... Like I say, very sm- very lightweight. Uh, what what they found though, uh, so if you can imagine, the A1 was seventy one inches wheelbase. the 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 original M422 was, you know, sixty seven, whatever it was. So when I drive that thing, literally, <laughs> my my knees are almost up to the steering wheel. So it's uh, between gotcha. a golf car golf cart and a and a and a large uh, uh, lawnmower. So, so no long. Mm-hmm. Long yeah. trips, no long trips, <laughs> or long-legged guys like That's ourselves, right? right? No. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Did you mention anything about the transmission in this thing? Is it a? Is it a? Automatic? It's a. It's a four-speed manual. Four-speed manual. Yep. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah, and uh, although I really only use three gears, um, okay. And, and if I get that thing more than 45 miles per hour, I'm, I'm afraid. I got you. Very, very afraid. Yeah. No, um, no, <laughs> no sharp curves, in other words. <laughs> Right. It'll spin out in the grass before you get to the green. <laughs> right. I got you. I got you. Um, it's, it's a really neat vehicle, though. I've, mm-hmm. I've, uh, 
I've sort of fallen in love with it. Um, her her name is Marge. Okay. Uh, I call her Large Marge. Large Marge. Uh, right. Because she's a Marine, and that mm-hmm. just seemed like a, an appropriate oh, Marine name it. for that her. That's great. Sure. Um, and um, you know she'll she'll stay with us for you know as long as I as I long as you. I can. Sure. Um, she's she's just fun to have around and. And she's a she's a talking point. So so, so, so <clears throat> let, let's talk about the dashboard on this thing. I'm intrigued. Yep. So we got a steering wheel. What else yep. we got? Because I mean, I, if they're wanting to make these things as light as weight as possible for lift and and all that, I can't imagine that it's going to have a, a tachometer and a and a quartz mm-hmm. clock and all that other fun stuff. We're probably looking. At, or does it have a speedometer? I mean, it has it, a speedometer. Okay. It right. does. It's got a voltmeter. It's it's a, it, it was designed to be on the 24 volt system. Okay, it's just like mm-hmm. most military vehicles. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that was primarily done for radios. I'm not sure. Um, uh, my dad could tell you. He's a he, he'll take his military vehicles and load them up with radios. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like the radios. I like to keep them simple. Um, so it's got the it's, so I have two batteries in there under the hood. So you got your voltmeter. <clears throat> excuse me. You've got your um, your oil pressure mm-hmm. uh, light. It's not okay. a gauge. It's a light. So if the oil pressure goes too low, the red light comes on. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and sometimes when you're starting it up cold, that red light will stay on for you know, 45 seconds and mm-hmm. then, and then it'll come back down. Okay. Um, and then you have your, you've got an engine heat, um, okay. uh, uh, gauge and really that's about it. Okay. So, uh, oh, and my fuel gauge, which by the way, I learned, um, that our, our ladies let, let us know their quirks in very subtle ways. Okay. She decided <laughs> that she was going to run out of gas, even though my gas gauge showed, showed I, half tank. I got you. Okay. Um, yeah. So, uh, but that's it. It's, mm-hmm. you know, there's not much to it. Okay. How high off the ground is this vehicle? Because that's one of the intriguing uh, pieces about this. The, uh, the, the, the wheels are relatively large for this car. Am I correct in saying that from the picture I remember? Yeah, I, I wouldn't say that. I mean, I wouldn't say that it's over, that they're oversized. Okay. Uh, you know, if I were a, a really a, a gearhead about it, I could probably tell you that they're the same wheels that came off of a, you know, a, an M38 or something like that. Okay, gotcha. But... Um, I'm not sure exactly. They, I'd say it probably sits a good 36, you know, inches off the ground. It's about hip height for me. Um, I I can, I've got this way of, of getting into the vehicle, which, which includes me hanging onto the steering wheel and then picking one leg up and kind of sliding in Mm -hmm. and then sliding in uh, (laughs) my, my, my hips over the seat and then sliding mother. Gotcha. Yep. Um, that's just because the steering wheel for the passenger, it's a little more comfortable to get in. Mm-hmm. And then if I have a pass, you know, anybody in the back, they'll just climb in the back. Um, and there's no seat in the back. Interestingly, on the on the fender wells, um, there are two um, seat backs that pull up. Okay. So uh, you sit on the on the wheel on the fender well. Gotcha. But yeah. in the in the interior of the of the Mighty Might, it's just the the checkerboard. Uh, aluminum plate. plate. I got you. Yeah, I got you. And it has the same top. You know, it's like the, maybe the thing, and it borrows parts from other other vehicles. Uh, the windshield was borrowed off the M thirty eight. There was an original windshield which was a little flimsy, mm-hmm. um, but but most people use the M thirty. I think it's the M thirty eight windshield, and then the top came I think off an M thirty eight. But back to your question about when it was used, it was never used in in battle or conflict because they found. After they were airdropped, they'd hit the ground and the frames would crack. Mm. So um, they just stopped production on them. And frankly, I think it's because the Vietnam conflict was not a uh, uh, that type of conflict. 
um, you know, it, it, when we think of Vietnam, we think of air cavalry, right? Mm-hmm. You know, we had these forward bases, and from there, our, our, our troops operated out of them, mostly ground forces, but we didn't drop a lot of heavy equipment into Vietnam. So I just think that the need wasn't there. I see. Okay. Now, an interesting quirk or peculiarity about it is that it had some reinforced water fording uh, involved with it. Uh, Does yours have, it's it's, mentioned in here that um, it was designed to go through some deep water. It was designed to go through, they were designing it for there, and then the wheels that they had in it was supposed to help it tractor through and like a little boat carry it through. Uh, And some inflatable... Um, tubes that would inflate around. How does yours have that? What did you learn about that? Well, they all have, and this is uh, common among all the the jeeps uh, that that I've known uh, in in the history of these jeeps. They they have their uh, water fording. I'd call them a kit. I mm-hmm. guess that 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 you can get, and then um, there are places where the the plate will come off the side of the vehicle, and the and the fording, the um, uh, air vent uh, there's a they call snorkel there we go the snorkel will will attach Um, it does have an extended um, it's interesting to look at the tailpipe because you don't normally see this on a on a tailpipe but there's actually a bracket welded to the end of the tailpipe and you look at that and you think oh it's missing something well no it's not missing something until you're ready to add in the the water fording uh, uh, tailpipe uh, just bolt on (coughs) clamp up and Bolt it right on, and it goes up. and Keeps it and, over out of the water. Yeah. Um, so these things were designed to be um, um, amphibious, I guess, if you want to call it that. Um, I, I think they're really only intended to ford, you know, a river or a stream or that mm-hmm. sort of thing. Um, I never had an opportunity to see any video uh, of them you know, coming out of a um, an amphibious landing vehicle of some kind, but so it was more of just stream crossing, yeah, and that kind of. Thing. I think so. I mean, obviously, our, our Marines are are amphibious, and so I think they had that in mind when they were, you know, <laughs> trying putting it together. Thing. But but it was it, you don't have many vehicles which are specifically designed for a service like that, mm-hmm. and and this is one of them. So it's kind of neat. You mentioned a V four, which in the automotive world really just primarily doesn't exist there's no such thing or besides this car i don't know if there is can somebody correct me here is there a car out there that is a v4 it's always inline to my knowledge or horizontally opposed but not v-shaped i've never heard of a v4 V4. so i think the only like the like the smallest little engines you have right now are going to be in like a mini cooper or like a that same yeah. little four-cylinder, yeah, three-cylinder engine yeah. that's right. in a BMW it's all in i8, mm-hmm. but that's not so, so a V. Not it, your it, traditional, you know, V. Right, yeah. What, what have you found having a V4 engine uh, as far as, I mean, uh, understandably, I mean, it's it's an older car, mm-hmm. so, but, I mean, is it relatively easy to work on? Pretty simple mechanics, I assume? I have a, I have a, a, a technical manual, mm-hmm. um, and I've, I've flipped through it and, and, uh, perused it that's as far as the engine maintenance i've gotten okay. on it thank yep. god right, i right. attempted early on to replace a um uh fuel pump okay. which which mounted to the side of the case and had the rocker arm on it mm-hmm. but that was uh, something very technical about it which you know unfortunately i couldn't fix myself gotcha uh, okay. since that time i haven't gotten into it but I, uh, an interesting point about the mighty might was when it was in design it it was a Porsche engine that they put in it. Oh, um, okay. And they uh, that was in the in the um, prototype. 
they eventually couldn't use the Porsche engine because uh, legislation prohibited us from buying that engine from Porsche any longer. Interesting. Um, and it may have been because it was a you know foreign engine and a military vehicle. I don't really mm-hmm. know what the legislation was. I just know that originally it was a Porsche prototype engine. I will say it operates at high RPMs just naturally. Mm-hmm. Um, and otherwise, I mean, it's a. I, I feel like it's a pretty responsive little little engine. Huh. That's cool. We're going to take a quick moment here and ask you to please check out our sponsor, GD Herring. GD Herring provides options on insuring not only your classic car, but all of your collectibles. Please check them out at gdherring.com. And please join us at our new website, theclassiccarcorner.com, where you can access our shows, learn more about us, and all the fun things we're up to. There you go. Well, Eric, thank you. And, and again, John Ricketts, thank you for uh, joining us here tonight. We're going to shift gears now, and I think we're going to talk about the Type 181, the thing. Uh, we remember you back in high school. Uh, we'll have to admit it's 30-some-odd-plus <laughs> years it at this point, unfortunately. It yesterday. Uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, yeah, you were the only guy that had a thing back there. And, yeah. and yeah. quite honestly, I, uh, you were known, the guy that drove the, <laughs> the thing. thing. That's right. That's right? right. Yeah. So, so talk to us a little bit about the Type 181. Well, her name's Carla. Okay. Carla okay. Kubelwagen. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, you know, of course, the Kubelwagen was the, was the military version upon which the civilian model was designed. Um, I, I, she's my first love. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I mean, I'll be honest. Um, came, uh, brought her home one day. Um, she was midnight blue, and her companion on the car lot was white. And there were two of them sitting there. It was in the car lot right there at the end of Blankenbaker at Shelbyville Road in Middletown. And that car lot is still there today. Blankenbaker and and G&L? G&L. Yes, sir. Ah, Thank you. It was a G&L Automart. And we were, you know, driving in the 1980s, whatever, minivan, that the first version of the, it was called called the Caravan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. uh, At the time. That disaster. Yes. (laughs) And my dad saw those two there and... You know, was like, let's go talk to that guy and ended up taking uh, the guy. Let us take both of them back for fifteen hundred bucks. Take the good parts off of one and keep one and return the other one back. So, wow, ended up. Oh, ended up taking the windshield off the white one. uh, I think the top off the white one. And otherwise, it was in great shape. Really very little rust. Um, And from there, it started off as a project. And uh, ended up getting it uh, painted, mm-hmm. the, what my, my dad affectionately referred to as Coleman stove green. Okay. Although it's a pine green, it was not an original color. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing only came originally in four colors, the, the white, the avocado, uh, the yellow, uh, and the, the sunburst. Okay. I'm sorry, the, the, the orange, orange and the sunburst. Right. Orange okay. and, sunburst. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, you know, I, I just say, uh, it's been the best car experience I've had. Um, she's just a great little car and um it it opened a whole world of of vw community that has been you know rewarding in so many different ways i mean owning a car i know for over 30 years now uh, have you had to do any major uh restoration work other than you know you know your typical engine upkeep that you know parts just wear out i'd say that engine's been rebuilt twice um one because it just got to its uh, um, uh, life, the other because it sat for so long. Um, but of course, to rebuild a, a, a flat four uh, VW, VW it, you know, 
you replace four, some four, four bolts. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I didn't know if it's easy. You just buy a new engine and you, you take well, that you one can. out and put it in. You can. Yeah. And they're still that way. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. You know, you, I've I've heard you all talk before about other different, uh, um, you know, community groups on on social media and that sort of thing. And there's so much out there, and it's worldwide. Mm-hmm. And you know, you can get parts still and. But otherwise, no. I mean, it's been painted twice. Um, there's a lot of things I'd probably would have done differently now that I know what it's worth at this point in its life. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I didn't have a choice, for example, to keep it its original color. So that was taken from me at the time we bought it. But, you know, I'm, I'm kind of a purist now when it comes to those old VWs. Right. I, I, sure. You know, if you can get them original, they're great. But, but she's been... Um, you know, I've just had those little stories of, of uh, you learn what it is about your car. And there was a time when I drove back and forth to college and I always had a spare accelerator cable in my <laughs> 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 Because you'd be driving along and all of a sudden your accelerator cable or your, your, your gas pedal would just go flat to the floor. And you're like, oh, uh, not again. <laughs> and you'd pull over. And if you didn't have an accelerator cable, you knew how to adjust your carburetor um, uh, setting on the back that revved up the RPMs high enough where you could just jam that thing into <laughs> gear until you got to wherever you needed to go. That's right. That's nice. all. That's a lot. Now, I do have a question about it. Does the thing have the same sealed bottom like a bug does? So if you go through a puddle, you kind of float through it? <laughs> well, and that that's a common um, misconception. It has drain holes like a Jeep. Mm-hmm. Um, and some people think that the thing is, that, you know, it will float. And the joke is, yeah, it'll float right before it sinks. <laughs> but um, it, it, it um, the the Schwimmwagen, okay, and that's I've exceeded my German now with <laughs> Kubelwagen and Schwimmwagen. The Schwimmwagen was the amphibious version of the Kubelwagen, mm-hmm. uh, which literally had a boat hull um, with with mm-hmm. a little propeller in the back. And <laughs> I remember seeing those. You could engage the the te- power takeoff mm-hmm. or whatever it was and engage the propeller. Uh, the thing, um, I never had really any water issues. Um, the, the water issues you have are them coming in from the top that leaks, leaks uh-huh. like a sieve <laughs> because the side curtains never really fit on uh, you okay. <laughs> properly. Yeah, right. um, and the other fascinating thing about the thing uh, that blows people's minds is that it has a unleaded fuel gas heater underneath the front hood so it's a rear wheel rear engine vehicle of course like all of those old volkswagens so under the bonnet or under the hood there is a uh, what looks like a large cylinder it's a gas heater that has its own um, spark plug and its own uh, heater its own exhaust port that that is underneath the driver's side wheel well which were prone to catch fire mm-hmm. and it had its own fuel line that took uh drew, drew fuel off of the out of the gas tank and it burned unleaded and my gosh that thing would run you out of there in the winter when it was working right i mean it was hot right. uh but if it wasn't running and mine's not operating now mm-hmm. and good luck finding somebody who can help you fix it by the way because no one will touch them with a 10-foot pole because of the liability right sure. they, yep. they just they'll catch fire and it'll never go out <laughs> <laughs> and uh uh, but but um, when it didn't, it was like an ice box in that thing. Oh, be darn! I, 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 I didn't know that about that car. Yeah, and well, the '73 had the gas heater. Okay. The '74 uh, had the heater channels around the exhaust, like the bug, bug like your bug right. does. Mm-hmm. So you know, um, it, it's it was a manifold type system where it would get hot or warm right about the time you got to wherever you were <laughs> right. going. Yeah, <laughs> <all right. laughs> 
because it's ambient. Well, most heat. Of my, Volkswagens aren't known for their, right. their heat yeah. right, or their exactly. air conditioning. But the gas here was awesome. I mean, oh my gosh, it was so cool. And so, it, you would you turn the thermostat. I'll, I'll, I'll get off in here in a second, but you turn the thermostat on, and you'd hear it tick, which was the igniter. Well, well, it was the it was the fuel pump drawing the fuel, and then and then you would hear the um, whoosh sound of the combustion chamber of this thing you go whoosh and then the fan would kick in and then you'd see this plume of smoke come out of your the side of your your okay. wheel well right. and that told you that it had ignited okay and then it was just blowing hot air it's just oh, funny do i leave the door open <laughs> as i start my heater just in case, just in case. like good fellas <laughs> you're ready to jump out just in case you know it, that, that car doesn't have a heater it has a furnace yes i mean Yes. Yeah, good point. So do you get to drive it <laughs> wow. much? Do you still drive it uh, as much as you can? Or? Well, I, I haven't driven it in about a year, and, and so we were talking about how easy it is to drop the engine. I um, had a rear oil uh, seal leak, which saturated my clutch plate, so I had to replace the clutch plate. So I went ahead, and um, a couple of buddies came over. We lifted up the back end. You got a floor jack, dropped the engine, um, replaced the clutch plate, um, Put it back in. Realized I had put the wrong pressure plate on. I put a bus pressure plate on it oh. instead of the uh, instead of the Gia clutch plate or whatever was in there. Put it back in. Realized that it was like, okay, damn it, I got to take it out and do it again. <laughs> Took it out, put the right one back on. Got it working the way it was supposed to. Started it up. Then realized that I had not. I guess put the RTV strip or whatever it is that goes along the back of the engine. Uh, that keeps it from leaking. So now, uh, at that point, when I realized I had that oil leak, I was like, okay, I'm sufficiently frustrated. Um, now I'm going to have to set this project aside for a minute so that I don't, um, uh, you know, do something stupid with this vehicle. Right. Um, but that's the beauty of my relationship with her, um, you know. Uh, but I haven't driven her in about a year, but my 2021 goal is to get her back on operation. I need a new top for her. Um, I've been contemplating the hard top, mm -hmm. um, kind of toying with that idea. Gotcha. Um, yep. and I have been contemplating the upgrade on the, the side curtains. So they, you know, on, there's a couple websites, the, the gra holy grail of, of air cool websites is the Samba mm -hmm. and everybody goes there. So there's some vendors on there who sell some really nice side curtains. Not really sure I'm going to invest in that right now, but, um, She's she's a she's a 2021 project. Well, we want you to get her up and running because we've got some car shows lined up right. that we're going to invite you out to. So. Oh, um, and, uh, I'd love to get uh, her out. Uh, hope, hopefully, uh, we can get our classic car corner uh, sponsored car show going, and hopefully, you'll bring the mighty might to that yep, and be the be, uh, be the lead. Uh, uh, show car yeah, that yep. uh, you won't see that, another uh, one there i can promise you that uh, absolutely no yeah. i think there's maybe one other one in louisville oh is there um, okay. i think so um okay. uh, the cabinet maker over in indiana haas maybe may okay. have one i'm okay. not sure um there aren't many um okay. in fact there was only there were less than five thousand of the M four twenty two and then the M four twenty two A one combined, there was less than five thousand made completely. Gotcha. So I'm guessing after all these years, in various conditions, there's probably only you know fifteen hundred out there running around, wow. and, you know nationwide. So it's a rare vehicle. Yeah. Um, yeah. You just you just won't see them. So there's probably yeah. none 
and the condition of yours since you've had it done. There from, was from frame the, off and every nut and bolt that and are, gasket that are running washer. Right there's right? probably museum pieces somewhere, but yeah, there's a couple out there that I've seen at shows. Um, we went up to. Uh, I grew up going to military shows, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, some people do what they do. My my dad's idea of fun was to go to air shows and military shows, mm-hmm. um, and so. I could tell you all about aircraft and, and, and military vehicles. We'll um, have that show uh, <laughs> on our aviation, military aviation <laughs> podcast that we'll do here. Uh, but, uh, you know, so you'll see them, but um, it, it's just kind of random, I guess. So <clears throat> so going back to the thing, Type yeah. 191, um, pop quiz. You guys ready for this one? The bolts don't go in sideways. Oh, you they gotta, don't. You got to no. stop, oh, calm man. down, <laughs> go take a nap, come back, oh, work on it later. <laughs> there you go. Not supposed to go in sideways. Sorry. <laughs> um, how did the thing get its name? Anybody know that? I could take a guess. Well, let's hear it. And it's not that it's not a cool car because it's one of my favorite Volkswagens. It's probably because it's boxy and just generally considered an ugly car. You know, it's there's, it's sexy in its own way, but it's not sexy as automobiles design yeah, it's, goes. It's it's unique, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So maybe along those lines, that's well, my story, it. and I'm there sticking to it. There we go, Mr. Benzel. I think it was clever marketing. Mm. They, they intended to call it the thing because there was no other name. Okay. All right. I it like is that a one thing. too. All right. Can do anything. I could buy that story. Mr. Ricketts, do you have an answer? I don't know uh, the, the an answer. I, I will say that originally it was marketed in the United States as the Safari. Okay. So it wasn't. It didn't start off as the thing. So I have to believe that the Safari wasn't the name that sold it. And I, I'm, I'm going to back into it the same way Eric did, I think, which is they didn't know what else to call, call it. it. And so, you know, is it, is it a car? Is it a Jeep? What What is it? Um so, according to Google, oh, so you got it on the internet, yeah, so you know it's true. Yeah, yeah, right. Here, we go. <laughs> <laughs> it is a compilation of parts from a Beetle, a bus, and a Gia, all put together. Okay. So that's how they called Frankenstein it. was taken. Yeah, right. 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 Yeah, <laughs> Frankenstein was taken. There you go. So, uh, so that's it. And then the other one, it's 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 common or it's known to be the Type One Eighty One. There was a Type 182. So does anybody? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yes. 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 That, yes called, that one was called the th- the first one was the thing. Mm-hmm. The second one's called the thong. Thong. Okay. <laughs> uh, no. No. They no, made a song cool. about the second one many years later. <laughs> right. The second one was called the whatchamacallit. Yeah. Right. Would that be the steering wheel on the right hand side? Mr. Lockhart, you stand to be correct. Winner. Very good. Great job, man. Yeah, so so the 182 had the right-hand drive, and the 181 was the left-hand drive. Mm-hmm. Now, how many do you And that is for right-handed drivers and left-handed drivers, correct? Yeah, That's absolutely. not <laughs> what that means. That's not at all what that means. <laughs> That's not what it means, Eric? No, no. It's not, the, it's not you have to have I one. I thought for, I was on a roll there. It's not. It's Obviously, not the, one's, the, for and one's for driver. Europe one's for Europe. Now, how many other <laughs> models did you, have they made it? Because I know they made a specific one, uh, a friend of mine's dad had one. It's an Acapulco mm-hmm. version, which had this bimini top on it, white, blue. It looked like something from Fantasy Island. It did. Um, how many other different, different like specific models can we think of that were like that? 
sorry, the uh, that were like that, that the Acapulco. Uh, or was there any other the, notable ones that they had that was the that, NATO that was unique? The, the, the yeah, NATO. there was a NATO version that was a uh, they they designed. Uh, I want to say it was like seventy four or seventy five time frame that ended up going out as and and you'll see those out that'll have a antenna mount. They'll they'll be olive drab. Uh, they'll have um, uh, a few other distinctive characteristics, but. I don't know the answer. I have seen that. I think the most obviously different one would be the Acapulco. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not like some of the different Jeep versions, for example, where you'll see a um, flight line version of it or, or you'll see the you know a fire truck or, or a fire department version right. of it or whatever. Um, I think it was just around for just such a short period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, it was never intended to be produced for a long period of time but it, it for the short period of time that it was around it, it certainly uh, made a mark people noticed it mm-hmm. it, it created a, a a cult following so to speak uh, you see it in some movies randomly uh, um <laughs> uh if, if for those of you who are spaceball fans <laughs> you, you won't know this until you see it and then once you see it you can't unsee it yeah, right, right but the uh, the space balls um la- uh, uh land speeder uh that that they use is a Volkswagen thing. The cop pick it is right. <laughs> is that yes? Cotton pick. <laughs> so it's just the, odd oddball stuff. Fifty uh, first dates. The yellow yes. thing. Uh, Drew Barrymore drove. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Now were they only made? Were they made in Germany and in Mexico, or were they made in any other locations? They're made in Indonesia. Indonesia. Uh, uh, there was a Wolfsburg. Uh, there was another ha- a Hanover, ver- uh, uh, Germany uh, production plant. Uh, then there was a uh, Mexico, and then and then a I want to say Jakarta, uh, but uh, I, and I don't know how long those those were in operation. Mm-hmm. I, I think the Wolfsburg one was the first one to stop production, um, and then. And then there were some emissions problems with it that kept it from being sold in the United States, mm-hmm. aside from the obvious safety problems. With right. <laughs> right. You so. only need a lap belt. It's the 70s. And, and, and right. If I could for a moment Seat say. Seat belts are optional. You know, I look back on it and I'm thinking, you know, would I let my kids drive that thing at 16, 17, 18 no, mm-hmm. I absolutely. It had a lap belt, for gosh right. sakes. Yeah, right. um, there was no shoulder. You know, I mean, so I mean, it's it's easy to go back in hindsight and talk about how things should have been. Um, but, you know, that, that's just the way it was. And, and then the other um, uh, funny moment with that one was uh, when I was driving to St. X, uh, my brother, I was driving my brother to St. X. Right. Because that's what we do for our younger siblings. When we when we go to high school, mm-hmm. we drive to high school. And it was on the Waterson Expressway, and it was dark, and it was, you know, a, a, as uh, you know, Coach Johnson used to say, you know, dark and stormy night or whatever it was. And, uh, you know, you're driving, and, and one, next thing I know, I look over, and my wheel came off, and just it, was, it had danced into the median ahead of oh me. Oh, my gosh. Wow. It had come off. And I'm just kind of cruising along, and it wasn't – it handled very well with three wheels. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Nice. And all of a sudden, your thing became a Robin. Yeah. Right? And, and, uh, and those awesome dome hubcaps that mm-hmm. are so characteristic of Volkswagens had caught all of the lugs. So I had all my lugs. Trapped in their, <laughs> what a, Trapped what a in their little lip. That's a nice yeah. design. All I had to do was get it back up and put it back on and tighten oh, it down. And, wow. German engineering. <laughs> 
Well, that, that was <laughs> right. Exactly. Well, that answers what were your favorite moments with the car. So here's a question. What advice would you give someone interested in person purchasing a thing? I'd say get on social media. Um, there's so many, um, pages out there mm-hmm. of people who are, you know, Volkswagen fanatics. I would also spend a lot of time on, um, Craigslist or Facebook marketplace. Um, you know, and, and I wouldn't be too, depending upon how badly you want to get into it, I wouldn't be too picky about the condition of it. Um, all of those parts are readily available. Uh, we talked about it being made up from different vehicles. The, the, the floor pans, these things are so easy to take mm-hmm. apart. Uh, and there was a, they actually have a wrench that is a, a Volkswagen specific wrench that on one end is a 10 millimeter and on the other end is a 12 millimeter. And between the, it's an open ended wrench and between those, that wrench, you can pretty much take the entire vehicle apart. <laughs> um, and that's why it was designed that way. I mean, that's, it's a very specific, uh, uh, part that you can pick up at a swap meet Very or whatever, cool. but I'd talk to some people and, and, um, I wouldn't be afraid to do it. I, I would, I would do it sooner than later because they keep getting more and more scarce mm-hmm. and more and more expensive. Right. I woke up and started looking through these, uh, media groups and, and about my eyes came out of as to what these things are going oh, for. Yeah. I mean, I, right. I couldn't yep. believe it. So I went from a $1,500, you know, and, and, and I guess you could joke and say, well, I'll probably put more into it <laughs> over the years and paint and parts and, 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 uh, certainly in time. Uh, but I really couldn't believe what it's worth today. Yeah. It's really crazy. Well, I think they, uh, it was 73. Mm-hmm. I think, um, Ralph Nader had put an ax on the import of these vehicles based on their uh, safety regulations, but uh, only 25,000 of them back then, we're here. So if you have a survivor of these, you're exactly right. They're yeah. going to be rare and, and they're going to be up in value, which is a, which is a good thing for sure. So, but, um, um, anything else for John here tonight, guys? Just thanks for stopping yeah. by. Uh, oh, it's it's been pleasure. great hearing about uh, both those vehicles, uh, especially the high school days of the thing. Uh, just remember that thing in the parking lot, <laughs> yeah, driving I around saying X. Yeah. <laughs> I know. remember it too. Uh, the thing, you know, yeah. Back then, we didn't realize how cool that car actually was. <laughs> right. Well, uh, I didn't know, either, Today, you really have a huge appreciation <laughs> exactly. for it. Yep. It was fun. Uh, I'll, I'll leave you with this. Just high school silliness. Um, we were, had you know, when in high school, we had the old group of people that we all kind of mm-hmm. ran around with. And um, my friends enjoyed being in that vehicle um, uh, just as much as I enjoyed being in theirs. But one thing that my vehicle could do that theirs couldn't, was we could put the windshield down and we could put on our um, uh, Miss Roberts uh, chemistry uh, goggles, goggles. Cla- chemistry glass goggles that we all carried around with mm. us back in the day. You remember those old plastic oh, goggles? Yeah. Strap those things on, put that windshield down, and, just and drive, <laughs> and drive around. It. If we only had cell phones back then. <laughs> right, I, right. I just think to myself, yeah. if I looked over and saw some, some – <laughs> pimply face kids and goggles and driving a car what would you think right. i mean do you <laughs> yes oh that's great that's, that's that's the fun about these old cars with the memories yeah oh yeah, yeah. that's for darn sure yeah yeah, well, yeah. you know and, and back then uh the cars didn't have all the computers and the self-driving and the auto correction on it most of us drove a little slower back then the tires were smaller we drove s- slower because it'd get away from you if you didn't just take your time and get around there so you know 
lap belt, you know, 20, 30, you know, in the early ni- late 80s, early 90s. We weren't we weren't hitting it as hard as in some of these cars as, as you do now or that you can because the car doesn't autocorrect for you. Mm-hmm. Right. Back then, it wasn't how fast you got there. It was just how, fun, how much fun did how you much have did getting right. there. Right, exactly, exactly. Ab- I, I, how many times did you cruise Cherokee Park, Seneca, <laughs> every park in there, and how many people? What's okay? This is a good question because Jason always asks Wagoneer, Grand Wagoneer owners this. Right. What's the most number of people that you've had in the thing at one time? I'm proud to say uh, that I had the entire Sanex cheerleading squad oh. in the back. <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right. And of right course, on. I didn't know how cool it was at the time. <laughs> so, and the story behind that was uh, back many years ago, we used to, in St. Matthews, they used to do the Indian Summer Parade, which mm-hmm. was a parade that went down mm-hmm. Shelbyville Road. They haven't done it in years. And uh, the Sanex cheerleaders were in it. I guess Trinity was too. And it ended somewhere down around the mall. <clears throat> and uh, they needed to go back to wherever they were. And so... I was driving, and somebody was the tiger. It might have been Eddie Given. I don't remember. Okay. Somebody was mm-hmm. the tiger, yeah. and um, I had I had the tiger in the front, passenger, me driving, and in the back. And as as you probably know, those seats fold down and fit in such a way that you've got a flat area in the back of the thing, and and I had the roll cage around it. So I had I mean, how many's in a chilling squad? Nine, twelve, mm-hmm. whatever it was. All of them were in there. And of course, at the time, I was just, I was afraid that thing was going to bottom, bottom out. out. Right. I mean, because, yeah, right. you know, yeah. <laughs> and the axle. Yeah, and right. I was worried about, you know, making sure everybody was safe. But mm-hmm. in hindsight, I was like, that's pretty cool. I had all those cheerleaders in the back of my car. But, <laughs> but was the windshield down and did you have your goggles on? No, I did. I had the windshield down, but I didn't have the goggles on. <laughs> we were going, go. going uh, oh, parade speed. I love it. So man. I'd that's say awesome. probably, uh, you know, with some embellishment, maybe 12, okay. uh, well, 14 with the, the driver and the passenger. So very cool, which cool, is cool, cool. pretty yeah. impressive. Yeah. Especially for a little, mm-hmm. what, 53 horsepower engine or whatever those, uh, are? I think it was 50, yeah, okay. 50 something. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Well, John, you have had such a great story and thank you so much for joining us here this evening. And for our listeners of the podcasts, like us on Facebook and Instagram, subscribe. So you're notified of new shows and please leave us a review Thanks for listening, and until next time, happy motoring from your friends here at the Classic Car Corner Podcast.